Hey, this is Aaron Magnin from the Zine Schools Podcast, the biggest educator self-care project in the world. And um, I'm here again in a jacuzzi to finish the three-part series. It's actually a four-part because of the introduction on energy, time, and money. But um, first things first, um, I just, I was reflecting on money and gratefulness and... um, how when we recognize the blessings we have, we can actually spend less money. I know that's a weird concept because there's two, there's money and then there's gratefulness and, um, and involved in that is that how can gratefulness save money for us? Um, I, I don't think there was a time in my life, I'll jump right into this idea, I don't think there was a time in my life where I spent more money on things that weren't good for me, as in college probably. <laughs> and I had so little money too in college. Um, not that I have a, a plethora right now, but um, but I definitely had, I mean, I don't think I had to file taxes. I had so little money for years. Um, so that, that being said, <clears throat> um, as I became older and I earned more, I, I'm reflecting today on, on how my level of, financial solvency and what that means to me is the ability to just you know not be a month-to-month check person let me pause we're educators we make decent money some would say we don't make enough for what we do Um, we make decent money there's a a book called drive by um, Daniel Pink and he talks about how People who are in jobs of, you know, pushing buttons and simple processes, um, they can be motivated to produce more for more money. But people who have jobs that are more abstract in nature, like education or more, um, the job itself is is like abstract purpose, educating or, or the caring professions, you can't pay them enough to work harder in that. There's a certain limit once they have their needs and some wants met to where um, paying them more is not going to produce anymore because of the skills involved. Um, Now I know if somebody paid me a million dollars a year to do what I do, I'd stay for 12 hours a day. No, that's not true. See, I wouldn't because I wouldn't be any more productive. Anyway, um, thinking about those things and how motivation and money and... um, how in our profession we make decent money. I know in San Diego, educators make pretty good money um, compared to, to other parts of the U.S. Um, I, but still, it's, it's not like the huge amounts of money. It's enough to make you feel like you're earning well. But it's not enough to, um, especially if you came from poverty, like many of us did, or you came from, you know, um, lower incomes or, you know... Um, Sorry, this jacuzzi is moving me around. So what I'm getting at is, um, in education we make money and it's really easy to spend more than we have or, or not feel like we have enough to do what we want to energize us. You know, um, especially because we're not making that mark of 250000 a year, 350000 a year, where, where you're kind of like able to kind of do whatever you want. 
um, we're, we're always in that budgeting and often that kind of living can lend itself to stressing out over money and being month to month which is very stressful um, being paid once a month if if you don't live in solvency means it's hard at the end the, the end of the month is like brutal and um, you can't wait for that payday and then often people will once payday hits they'll overspend those first few days because they've been holding back so long on all of their um, big spending and then it's a cycle that stresses out and releases but then stresses out and releases and we accumulate burnout that way too so I hope that wasn't too abstract of an idea but basically I'm getting at money stresses us out and money stresses us out as educators in a different way than I would say any other profession because neither are we rich nor are we living in poverty and we're always kind of in the middle and what I'm finding um, you, you hear people say well be content with what you have and then you won't you know ever spend too much on ridiculous things but I think even deeper than just being content with what we have being grateful with what we have allows us to not spend on things that we're not grateful for you know um, gratitude gives us a peace P-E-A-C-E -E, um, that allows us to not compulsively do things like compulsively spend compulsively drink or eat which costs money and energy compulsively um, I don't know whatever we do that exhausts us and spends our money the things that we spend money on take our time and energy and either reproduce it or either reproduce the energy or they deplete our energy and they either make our time well worth it or they deplete our time and waste our time um, so first and foremost if you're talking about healthy money spending and I'm not talking about finances right now I'm talking about the actual act of spending money consider will this replenish your energy or replenish your time or be you know a, a well-spent time um, if it won't maybe you don't want to spend on it um, and, you, and you think of all the things we do we buy things for technology to give us more time and we buy things for leisure and, and even, um, you know, to give us more energy or things for fun or things for hobbies and activities to feel fulfilled and have more energy. Um, some people use their money on teachers pay teachers to a huge extent. This is not an ad. I just think it's funny that um, that saves you a lot of time in inventing things in the classroom. But um, I think most teachers, especially now working in the elementary school, uh, most teachers are pretty familiar with Teachers Pay Teachers and they, you know, you save a lot of time and energy by spending money on Teachers Pay Teachers. Again, this is not an ad, I'm just ideating here these, this, this concept of money, time, and energy and how it's linked to money. Um, but another thing is, um, you know, a lot of our vices or things that we do to quote-unquote relax that are not good for us, like, like, like happy hour drinking or um, it's not necessarily bad for us, you know, but there are people who do this to an extent that's kind of detrimental to their health or their wallet or both. Um, 
it's because of a lack of settling in to just the normal day-to-day. And I think the best way to settle into your day-to-day so you don't compulsively spend on things, even compulsive shopping or shop therapy or whatever they call it, to be able to settle into your day is to be grateful and say, hey, I'm actually happy I have this TV here. Let me enjoy it and watch it for a little bit. Or, which I don't watch TV much, but like, um, I was kind of pacing around my room this morning or my house and I was thinking, you know, like, oh, it's a Saturday. I'm kind of pacing around and, and I was like, oh, maybe I'll go and do something. And then I thought, wait, it's a beautiful day outside. I'm so grateful I have a beautiful place to sit outside. And here in San Diego, it was like 76 degrees and clear skies and a light breeze. So I went and sat outside and had my coffee and I spent probably an hour out there just hanging out with myself and um, reading a little bit and you know reading about stuff I want to read not just not reading fluff you know um, stuff that in, in I enjoy and if I wasn't grateful for having such a beautiful day outside I would have probably gone out and spent something on a breakfast outside or um, I, I could have gone, you know, out and, you know, done a, a brunch with friends or gone down and, you know, bought something at the store because it feels good to spend my money or, you know, but just that moment of gratitude paused all of this compulsive nature of like, what am I going to do with myself? And I was able to just kind of ease in and it's not a big deal. I wouldn't have wasted a lot of money, but I didn't spend any money when I probably would have spent money. So I'm learning in life that the more we're grateful the more we save money because we're not spending on compulsion and then now when i spend it's for real quality things that are giving back to me either time or energy right technology or um technology or energy for instance i used to not have a computer i just thought oh, i don't want to spend that money this was years ago um and i was a teacher and i'll just use my computer at work but then if I wanted to do some work on an evening or a weekend, which sometimes we want to do, um, I would have to go to my work to do it, which is crazy. Um, so I bought myself a computer. That's a very simple example, but I spent money on something that's saving me time and also allowing me to do my work in my pajamas. Um, and then um, thinking about energy, um, I pay for a pretty good yoga studio and I go once or twice a week. Uh, I think that it's a good expenditure because it's giving me energy and it's settling my mind. Um, I could also go jogging for free and these other things, but yoga is a different story. And to have a good yoga teacher, I don't know if you've ever had a great yoga teacher, but um, I have a couple. Um, and if you have a great yoga teacher, it's, it's, it's a different experience um, than just going in and stretching and sweating. Um, so that's cool. So what I'm getting at is um, gratitude um, is intrinsically linked to money, time, and energy. And um, as educators, um, remember we were talking, um, I was talking, you haven't talked to me about it really, I was talking about energy and how we should be doing things that give us more energy um, and, and identify those things that steal our energy and you know avoid them or find other ways to work it, even in the classroom where you know you got to cut this off, cut that off of your routine because it's not giving back. Um, or when it comes to time, um, we gotta maximize our time so that it's time doing things that fulfill us more often than not, um, unless you absolutely have to. Now with money, it's the same thing. And as an educator, 
money does work its way into the classroom, office, and hallways. But that's not what I'm getting at more with educators and money. I'm getting at our unique position that we're in this like middle class job that sometimes ekes toward the upper middle class depending on where you live or work. Um, but is a, a middle class job um, that, that ha that's a profession that offers us the comfort of something we may not have had in our youth of money, but it's also um, limited because it doesn't really go up that, it's not like we get a yearly bonus for our hard work. Um, we do get a raise every year, but we don't get a yearly bonus of like, oh, here's $15,000 for doing a great job, you know? So our money is unique and it's a unique stressor. So that being said, I would challenge you to once you can settle yourself being grateful regularly during times when you would have gone and spent money, once you can settle yourself there, try seeing how less how much less stress you have in the classroom or in the office or the hallway or wherever you work because again educators need to be in the best frame of mind to make a high impact on kids that being said this kind of like wandering diatribe on money i'm i learned a lot just talking about it right now um i hope you got something from it energy time and money this is aaron magnan your host, founder, and loyal servant of the Xena Schools podcast, the biggest educator self-care project in the world. Often casted from a jacuzzi. Happy to be here. Take care.